Hello again. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins. And we're going to have a really big show today. That's our good friend, Louis Rodriguez, joining us in studio. Welcome back, Lou. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Speaking of, of of Louis, you had a new episode of Rodriguez Rants come out here recently. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, you know, that's part of Revolver Broadcasting. You, you know, I know you've already subs- subscribed to the show and you're liking and sharing comment, but you got to go over to his show too. That's It's all underneath one umbrella. So if, if you hit that notification bell, you'll know when all the new episodes of all of our shows come out. We try to get them all in one place for you. So if you go over to revolverbroadcasting.com, say that again, revolverbroadcasting.com, then you'll get to enjoy all of our shows and everything is well organized for you. And we got new things uh, that'll be coming down the pike on that uh, on that website. So thank goodness for all the help we've gotten from uh, Miss Danielle. And yeah, she's been doing a fantastic job and getting that website set up for us. Looks Get many shout outs. And yeah. How does it feel to be back, Lou? Feels good. Love it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and across from him is Sterling Metcalf Allen. Hello. Thanks for having me, Josh. Appreciate it. He's also known as the perfect producer. The perfect producer. I, I was hoping I was going to go past it this time. <laughs> <laughs> and you know something that Sterling knows? What do I know? Uh, is that sharing is caring. Yes. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Laura's done an amazing job in that producer's booth today. I'm so proud of her. Okay, <laughs> my, my heart swells. <laughs> so tiny. <laughs> it grew three sizes that day. <laughs> I thought it was four. <laughs> I don't know. In a large tart's a bad thing, I think. Yes. <laughs> Clear. They say big is better. <laughs> I don't know. When it comes to heart, I don't know. <laughs> Moving. When it came to the Grinch, it was. Yeah, when it came to the Grinch, yeah, I guess so. Maybe it works that way in, uh, what were they called? The little people in, in, in that. Whoville. Who, yeah, who's in Whoville. Yeah, see? The who's in Who were they? Who were they? Who? <laughs> who were they in the Who's, yeah. But you, you know you know who they are, and, and you know who we are. And the guy next to me bringing the message this week, he's uh, everybody's favorite guest, my father, Gary Moore. Good to be here once again. Hello, all those watching and viewing land. It's your guy. <laughs> yeah, just just throw a whole lot of smoke on that one. <laughs> well, thanks for Frankly. coming t- tonight, Dad. Or Frankly, today, or- there's all the dust. <laughs> there's all the pixie dust going out. You're being put into a trance to tell all your friends to like and share. <laughs> <laughs> Who's <Yeah>. your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> That's my dad. <laughs> But yeah, so and and the funnily enough, right, Sterling? Uh, uh, funnily uh, enough, <laughs> these these two guys on so we, you know that Louis and I both have shows, you know, because mine's right here, and then Louis has Rodriguez Rants. But these two guys are going to be having their own shows coming out this year. So you know, be on the lookout for that. It's going to be an exciting exciting time for Revolver and expansion. And I still can't pay them though, so you gotta gotta you know share as much as possible because we need money. Okay. <laughs> I got a mortgage I got to pay. <laughs> Ain't no right. joke on that one. We's got some bills to pay. We's got some bills to pay. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little. So help us out with that. <laughs> but in the meantime, we're going to give you some content and, and, and give you something both fun and entertaining to listen to and informative. So, Dad, you have a message for us tonight. What was the, the title yes. of that message? Man, we are going to have a good time. I'm going to let you put me on the spot. 
Tonight, the title is The B-I-B-L-E, That's the Book for Me. We'll go to the Lord in prayer, and we'll get into what we're going to do tonight. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor first for our salvation, Lord. We thank you that we could gather here. We made it safe, Lord, that we could sit down together, these four men together, to get into your word in, in a, a little bit different way than we normally do on the show. I just ask tonight, Lord, to uh, let it raise questions and maybe even get comments, a few more from those that will be watching and maybe asking their own questions that we can bring up, pose to the panel, and just see where it goes. We ask all of this in Jesus' blessed and holy name. Amen. The beautiful thing is, is we are going to be dealing with God's word. And people have a lot of questions that they have. The problem is with this mic, it always runs into my beard. I can feel my beard going, yeah. <laughs> so the wife would just simply say, if you cut it, it'll fit. <laughs> that lets me know I'm one grapefruit away. <laughs> measured it. You know, just, I measured it. Uh, for those of you who are just listening on audio, and I, if you're driving, obviously just stay listening to audio. But you know, when you get the chance to get out of the truck and you're at home, you know, or car truck. or minivan, you know, yeah. we know all the listeners are truck drivers. But yeah, let's believe that there's a few that are in cars. Let's. <laughs> we do not discriminate on this show. We don't want to offend. Unless you need to be offended. No, we need to offend. If you're driving a Prius, you're probably not wanting to listen to us anyway. (laughs) You're probably not wanting to listen to us. No. Beautiful thing about God's Word is is it is the type of of book that you can get into. And, you know, so many people go through and say, I don't understand the Word. It just doesn't make any sense. And it's like, well, let me let you in on a little secret. Get to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior and say, Jesus, I'm opening up the word. You, as the word, said you would speak to me. Now, I'm going to get into the word, and I want to be revealed something that is specific for me. And oddly enough, you read through, shut up and think about it for a minute. He's going to answer. And tonight, well, I guess you're going to get the opportunity to look at the word in a way that, unfortunately, you're just going to have to deal with my answers. So that's what we're going to kind of do tonight. And that's just my pastor that passed on. He went through the book of Jude, and I basically came to the end of the book. I'm like, all right, who's got questions? Because I've got answers. And he's like, I'm not doing that anytime soon. (laughs) I will write down the questions and I'll make you all answer, but you're going to go through and let them ask questions. So, and which was, which was interesting because there was a lot of good questions. And one of the questions that came up was praying in the Holy spirit. And which is an interesting question. When you think about it, Christ identified, he says, it is needful for me to go. That way the comforter can come. And the comforter will show you the things that are in God's word. The comforter is the Holy Spirit. So when we take the time to, to pray and we get really earnest about our prayer, the Holy Spirit, 
kind of steps in and he's like, oh, oh this is important because I can feel it. I can feel their emotion. I can feel everything. And he's saying, Lord, Lord, we got a double down prayer here. He's got a need. And at times the Holy Spirit can feel what you're praying. And God is saying he needs a sense of peace in this moment. And then you will feel, feel a warmth come over you as you're in the midst of a prayer, just feeling like, the answer, if it's not already there, it's so close. It's not going to be. It's not going to be like the the king of Persia holding back the angel from getting to Daniel to give him the answer to his prayer, because God, God literally had sent the prayer, sent the answer to the prayer when he got started. When the first word came out, he probably knew. I, I think we could both agree there, Sterling, that. The feelings that was upon Daniel's heart when he, before he even spoke the prayer, that at that point in time, the Holy Spirit was even engaged at that level and saying, this is important. And God already knowing what Daniel was going to say, he said, you give him the answer. And that's a beautiful thing. Now, I'm not saying that you won't run into that opportunity to where you'll hear an angel speak. But I find oftentimes that that angel that we we hear will be, you know, what we receive a sense of peace and an answer to, not only just in our own spirit, but from the word of God. And it may be that you show up at church and you've been praying about something and the, the preacher gets up there and he starts preaching and you're like, that's what I've been praying about. <laughs> Can you? Did you say something to him? No. Did you say something to him? No. Then how does he know? Holy Spirit. There are those times you can get a message from the pulpit, and you're sitting back going, how? Holy Ghost. And then there's times that the Holy Ghost being in you, he feels he it is identified in Scripture, don't quench the Holy Spirit. And kind of part of that that statement in itself means that if you're a believer, don't walk in unbelief, don't walk as the world, but walk as Christ wants you to walk. And so that's that's not add, adding grief or frustration to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit wants to indwell in you in a place where he is saying, God has something better for you. Let's step here. Let's step here. Let's step over here. So um, when you when you quench in that sense, it's like the blacksmith sense of of, of yeah. like that. Like when they put the metal in the when they the, put the metal in the water, the you know, you liquid can, of yeah. some kind. That that when you quench the spirit, there there is some level of similarity there, but at the same time, when you quench the spirit, he is an everlasting fire. God wants to give you a fire that that illuminates you from the inside out that shows to be him. And that's kind of that's how the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit can see that you're frustrated and you're torn and he's going, "Lord, he's got so much on his heart. He can't verbalize it. I'm going to verbalize it for him." And that's a beautiful thing when you've got someone that will go straight to the throne of God for you, and you don't even have to speak it. 
something just just brings you to the point that you're just you're frustrated, you're angry, you're hurting, and you just don't know how to vocalize it except it it almost comes out like anger, but the Holy Spirit's saying you're not angry, you're hurting. God, he's hurting. What can I do? What can I mean, God will God and the Holy Spirit are having this conversation on your behalf. Jesus is right there in the midst of them, and the three of them are just going to town, and you're sitting there going, I just want an answer. And that's all you can get out in a prayer is, I just want an answer. And when you've got, when you come to the point that is your prayer, the Holy Spirit steps in and says, Guess what? I know what you're saying. You don't have to say it. I'll say it for you. So that's, and of course, there, oddly enough, Brother Don had went through and he had someone else had done a study on the Holy Spirit. And so he was able to kind of, he's like, you're going to go through, you gave a good start to that. He says, I think this right here will take you over the top. He says, I don't envy you right now because it's a hard one to talk about because in the end, you're saying the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the third in the Trinity, you're going to be praying with him, praying through him, praying with him. And what does that look like? And making sure you can relate it to someone else to where they understand it. It is, I guess, to put that even into further layman's terms. You go to court, a fool will be his own lawyer. A smart man's going to get a good lawyer. Sometimes you just end up with a public defender. It's a 50-50 shot at what you get with a public defender. But the great thing is the Holy Spirit is, in essence, your built-in public defender. And he's the best. He's the best public defender yes. there is. <laughs> well, He's got he's got a connection not only to the judge, but even to the lead lead lawyer, which is Jesus, because you know Scripture identifies that he is there at the throne of God making intercession. So when the devil's sitting there going, Louis has got so many issues going on with him. Josh is half of those issues. <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, it's true. It's true. And, uh, it's true. So he's <laughs> sorry, Lou. We got to help him out. And you can't vocalize everything that you're going through. I mean, life can just throw you so much stuff that you're just left. You just you can't vocalize it. And sometimes, for for some of us, and even I'm got to put myself right in there. We can find anger easier than we can find a way to vocalize how how we're feeling because we get to a point to where it almost seems like the best answer is just some gut-wrenching scream blood-curling scream you know that's that's where we're at we're just you're just and when you're at that point that's when the Holy Spirit goes, I know where you're at, I know where you're going, and I know who's got the answer. So since you can't vocalize it, I'm going to help you out. So 
right then, that's when the Holy Spirit steps in and goes, I got you back. You may think no one's there, but I've got you. The beautiful thing is, is he is half, he's a, he's a portion of the equation for that. And so that's a beautiful thing. That's how the Holy Spirit is. So I guess now that I've kind of opened the door, we've talked about the Holy Spirit. I'm mostly prayed up. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, I, I kind of feel like the Holy Spirit, you know, scripture, we can, we can dive in and between the four of us, we will get through it and we'll, we'll come up with the best answer for any, any question were to arise. And I look forward to seeing any question that someone that is watching may have, because there's, there's a lot of that. So yeah, leave that in the comments for sure. But I think we can start going around, around the room. Did you have a question you would like to start with Lou? Uh, Me? I would like to say, I wish the angel was there every time I went to jail and I asked God to help me. I still went, I, I, I still went to jail anyway, but God, I only prayed always to God. I never asked the spirit or the guardian angel. I never talked to him. I never told him to go to God. I always prayed directly to God and asked him to God. And I never thought of using the guardian angel for any messages to send to God. Well, the, the, the beautiful thing is, is, well, first and foremost, you're here. So anytime you went to jail, you survived it. There are some that don't. Do you feel that you are better off now in a place of of, of stability than where you were when you ended up there? I am a lot better now than I okay. was then. Alrighty. And see, that is due to the relationship that you have with God and with the Holy Spirit and what Jesus done on the cross, most of all. Because what Jesus done allowed you to be freed because because the beautiful thing is and see this is what this is what everyone doesn't understand for whatever reason and I'll go ahead and I'll look right at the camera so it's it's for you also but it's for them when Jesus died he basically took the receipt book and there was a carbon copy every individual in time and with his blood paid in full went all the way through. And we're not talking about, you know, four or five pages. It was done for everyone paid in full. Everyone's receipt is there. God is just waiting for you to say, I want to cash in this receipt that I received. And so many people, they don't want to because they want to say, you know, the gospel, the Bible's just a crutch. The Bible was written by man, so it's flawed. But I just want to state for the record, it's the only book in publication that is disputed more than any other book. You don't hear people complaining about Korean Right, Korean. It's Quran, but Quran, yeah. Quran, yeah, yeah. The Korean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting back thinking, Quran, Korean, yeah. One is A, and the other's B. Um, <laughs> Wait till you start adding the other books. They have Hadith yes. and some else, uh, so. and so you get. 
when people look at God's word and they want to dispute it, they were like, well, man, you know, man had a hand in it. Well, if man had a hand in it, then why are you fighting it so hard? If it's just a book of stories, why isn't it still in school? If if prayer, praying to God was such an evil thing, or it doesn't really matter, then... That, that's because some people don't want to believe it, and they don't want to follow those rules. Yeah. So and, they're going to discuss and that's, it. And see, that's, that's one of the things that this show and other shows that are underneath the revolver broadcasting wind revolver broadcasting.com. Yes. Revolver broadcasting.com, <laughs> which you'll notice over the top of our host, his logo. You could our probably, logo. you could probably have one of those <laughs> for your very own home, along with the hat coming soon yeah. to the website. What is that website again? Revolverbroadcasting.com. Okay. Need a button. <laughs> it should be scrolling across the bottom of the screen. I'll have to edit it in post. We'll, we'll put it in post. We'll, we'll edit that into post. <laughs> and he is there for realistically, God is, is in every moment of every minute of every day in every situation. God gave man free will. In that free will, he said, because I'm doing this, I will release a level of me from being on you because I want you to love me because you want to love me, not because you have to love mm-hmm. me. In order for Allah to love a Muslim, they have to follow it to the point that it's it's ridiculous. And then you're kind of guaranteed a little better deal if you kill someone. Why? You know, why? Why do I need to kill someone for me to have paradise? Jesus just said, follow me. And then you have paradise. You just reminded me of something I heard. Uh, I heard somebody talking about this earlier this week, talking about the the different religions of, of the world. Yes. And all the other major religions recognize Jesus as some form of a, a deity or a prophet or, or, or of the sort. Oh yeah. So, but yes. the, so they, they all recognize Jesus, but Jesus doesn't recognize any of them. As a matter of fact, he says, I am the way I am the truth and I am the life. Hmm. So if I'm looking at all these other ones and they, they're all saying, well, there's many ways and then everybody's everybody, they're all pointing to Jesus too. If Jesus points at himself and they're all pointing at him, I wonder what the answer is. Do you do you need A B C D and E? No, you you know the answer. Yeah, it's Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I guess everybody has their own way of knowing Jesus and their way and their their natural habitat. You know, you can hope. You can hope. It's like the Iranians; they believe in God. But they, I don't know if there's the same God or a different God that they believe in. I don't know. I don't know, that. I don't know what they believe in Iran. I'll run to this extent. There are those that are there that know the name of Jesus. 
and they are being viciously persecuted for knowing that name to the point that in some cases they're going to trial because of a blasphemy charge. If you go through and try to, well, someone says, there's something different about you, Sterling. And Sterling goes, well, yes, I got saved. Well, his neighbor hears him answer that question, and then he can run to the authorities and say he's a blasphemer. And then he goes to jail till a year, two, three, four, five, 15 years down the road. It finally goes to trial, and the judge is like, this is dumb. Go home. You don't get anything but the jail food that you were allowed to eat. No repercussion for the simple fact that you lost 15 years with your children and your wife, you know? So once again, there's, there's that level of confusion and you've got, uh, stars out in Hollywood that want to claim different things. You know, Oprah says you can only find happiness within yourself. You must achieve it within yourself. No, she achieves a, a level of joy when she's out hanging out, hanging with Gail, her bestie buddy, her bestie buddy. And apparently she's having a good time with Dwayne the Rock Johnson out in Hawaii. Yeah, um, buying, buying up all the land that burnt. Buying up all the land that burnt. That mysteriously rent all the land that wasn't hers or the rocks. Yeah. Just so, saying. But yeah. Well, Sterling, I mean, do you have a question? About or the B-I-B-L-E? About the B-I-B-L-E, yeah, about the B-I-B-L-E. You ready for the deepest question you ever heard? Oh, good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe one of them. Maybe one. Mm. <laughs> we got many. Let's go with... <laughs> He's been thinking about this for a while. <laughs> since the beginning of the show, since you said... Uh, yes. Oh, since question, since I get what, to put you on the what spot. What can I rack you around? My cousins would know because I always ask them these kinds of questions. And they're like, why would you do this? Do you think... I'll just keep it simple this time. Okay. But this question, we may go deeper. Uh-huh. Do you think that all of the angels have names? It's a possibility. I, I'm going to say, yeah, I, I would say there's a possibility because, I mean, we definitely know that there were three that were specifically named in Scripture. You had Michael, Gabriel, and Lucifer. So, I mean, if you name three, why wouldn't you name the rest of them? Right. Well, and then, of course, when you looked at the demons in, in Scripture, there was one that was identified. His name was Legion because he was many. So so with that being stated, I would, say, I would say yes, they, they all had names. Then it comes to the question, did Adam name them too? <laughs> he named all the animals, right? And all those things. You know, that's just, that's... It always came uh, back for me was the fact that when we die, when we pass on, when we go to heaven, we get new names. So I was like, okay. So if we get new names, then in my opinion, it would make sense that they would have names too. Back in Adam and Eve's era, did they use the bathroom? <laughs> well, yeah. I yeah. mean, that they they just minds want to know. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. that's a great question. That 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 is. I mean, not only were they the only two people in the world that never had a belly button, <laughs> unless God specifically put it there. That's but, true. Uh, but as far as That's I know, they question. were the only two that <laughs> that they did not have belly buttons. But yes, all all the functions of humanity 
took place. I guess fertilizer. The the, the so it yeah. really is everybody poops. Everybody poops. <laughs> you know. Now you know. <laughs> I Alan? guess I guess the interesting or the funny statement to make it was like you know how did Adam act the first time he well how did Eve act the first time Adam farted in front of her you know uh, it's like because I mean. Jeff you blamed Fox. it on the dogs. <laughs> there was a lot more wind back then, open air. Honey, get on the other side of the island, please. <laughs> um, so, you know, fruit. there's uh, you You can come up with all kinds of little tidbits like that. A, honey, the knowledge of good and evil, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that was that piece of fruit was a little or, rougher or than I realized. It smell bad because nothing like fermented in that time either. So, well, was, yeah. would it have been different? You know, like, well, what's it? eating mostly fruits clean yeah, yeah. would have been clean would have been clean nothing processed uh, was no aunt jemima there was no uh, <laughs> <laughs> no gmos no gmos <laughs> Thank you for that one. so cam would not have survived at the beginning no he would have died right there no syrup, syrup is his favorite mm-hmm. food group cameron we're talking to you oh. <laughs> so he's like elf yes he's uh, worse than other he's wor- yeah Dude. Wait, it makes sense. Why are you putting the syrup on that? It just needs it. It just needs it. <laughs> Everything. Everything. Does it not it. matter what the dish the is? Ice cream cake needs syrup. <laughs> it's already sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, do you have a question? <laughs> do you feel as though I have... Uh, how, how does Big Hero 6... Are you satisfied... With, with your, your care, care with your level of care. I feel sorry for that boy when he gets older. Diabetes going to really attack him. Could be. I'm going to need another one. <laughs> Those little container. Need, one. <laughs> I need two of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did need two two bottles of syrup. Questions? Yeah, so there are, there are many. And not nearly as, as well, humorous. Well, it's a 30-minute show, so you got to keep it going. <laughs> I think we make it an hour. But, uh, uh, I guess, yeah, we can. Probably we can. not nearly as humorous an outcome as, as Louis' question. <laughs> there. I'm not going to go there. Well, I I haven't read any, any on it, but that doesn't mean it's not in there. Uh, other than the star that showed them where Jesus was, they, you know. Like how do you recall any other stars being spoke of in in the Bible, and then like to what extent do you know of the star of stars well, being spoke of? And they reference the, the day star, which was was Christ. But I think I think at some point I'm wanting to say, goodness, that's a good one, and I would have to research it. I'd have to double check. But I, Sorry, uh, I didn't mean to have you double no, back no, on no, it. No, no, no. Wormwood. I named yes. my daughter under a star, Vanessa, because it's a star of cal- uh, calmness, mm-hmm. being calm and understanding, mm-hmm. Vanessa. Serenity is another star. Well, some people kind of view that the stars also represent the angels, but mm-hmm. uh, at the same time, that may or may not be. But they are to serve as almost like little lights, because as as we have have learned through science, which works right along with the Bible in conjunction, you can't have the Bible and science without science, and 
You can't have science without the Bible to really break it down. There are, when you really begin, take it to the beginning, and it identifies that he had put the stars there, and those were to be markers. Once again, some people have have studied Scripture and identified as those could be the angels. In fact, actually, I think didn't, and I'd have to look it up. I think in Revelation it identifies that a third of the stars fell. In reference to the, yeah. To to the the reference to the fall of Lucifer and the third of the angels. Mm. And the host. Yes. Angelic host. But. To, to that statement, I would have to research that one a little bit further. I know that it was the great hail. I feel like that could be that could probably be its own whole message is just on the on yes. stars because yeah. when you talk about the the fall, there's the, there's an entire scientific modern scientific theory it hadn't existed for very long. Modern scientific theory of of the the placement of the stars and 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 one one star in particular that had has gone gone away so long ago that it used to be between i think if i'm remembering correctly it was it was it was between our solar system and another like but it was so close that it was basically uh, a mirror image of this of the sun and it was called lucifer but i don't i don't i don't know if that's how accurate that is and and i'm not remembering everything that i i remember i'd have to go back and actually well, he was look called it, but, the morning star right but yeah there was a time that that was also in the sky, so it was kind of the, these, yeah, these that's, older that's, that's, civilizations. I, I like, Daystar, Jesus was Daystar, and they called Lucifer some type of. This was the Morning Star, morning yes, star, Morning and, Star. So yeah, and uh, there's these older civilizations that they're now digging up because you know if you, every time you go, they go back and dig up. Like there's a place called Go Gobegli Tepe. I don't know if you've ever heard of that Bless place. <laughs> exactly, and there's there's even older places that they've dug up now, but that was 10,000 years older than they realized that human civilization could have possibly been. And, but they had things stenciled on their, their walls and in their, their temple areas that were pre younger Dryas area era, which is the younger Dryas was the the flood that every major religion talks about, not, not just Christianity, but everybody, if they had some kind of written account of history, Everybody agrees on the flood. Yeah. And they they had things that written in their temples and things that were pre-Younger Dryas, before the flood. And it talks about this other star that used to be in the sky. And also talks about before the moon, too, which is a whole other discussion that we were kind of having pre-show. But yeah. there was a time before the moon that people were here walking around. So I'm, I'm guessing that Adam and Eve, when they were walking around, that they not they saw a moonless sky. Because it looked everything looked very different in their in their time, but that's why I asked about stars because it was like it's all this stuff that I've I've been both reading up on and and learnings like I I want to connect everything that I know about biblically to this things that I'm the theories that I'm hearing about not because they're not the, none of this is solidified but the theories that I'm hearing about in the scientific world and make sure yeah, that all that yep. can marry up just, just as well. So that when I go back and talk to somebody who says that it's only science, I can say, no, I, I've got, I've got the knowledge of both spheres here and let's put that together. And I can show you how it all zips up real nice and neat because whenever I've been able to do that in the past, and when I, when I say, I, I mean like God leading me to it, it's, it's helped me lead someone to the Lord. Yeah. 
when you can go through and you do that and that's where and that's the beautiful thing about the bible is people are like like i said at the beginning it's like they don't understand it but when they get to talking with someone about the bible and they start asking questions and that person if they're prayed up got their armor on and got an understanding of scripture between them they can go through and come up with the answers. And if they can't come up with the answers, they can certainly research it a little further and ask those same questions to people that have a better understanding. And that's the great thing. There's there's always someone else out there that's got a better understanding. I had a, pre- Go ahead. I had a preacher one day. He told me that you see the stars up there. They're, they have a reason. They have a reason because they have a story about God and Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if you study those stars real well, you could read the stories of that. Hmm. I, like I don't know. Well, it's possible. I know that one thing that, and this is something else I heard uh, earlier this week, was also kind of lined up, lining up with the stars. <laughs> but this, this guy talk, talked about a, a preacher he had coming up. And, and I, I think I've heard this before, but he said that this preacher told him, you know, when you when you whenever you look at a star, you're looking into the past. And he's like, Yeah. He goes, Well, God wants you to be like a star. And he goes, Well, how so? He said, Well, I want your light to shine so bright that even after you're gone, people still see it for a long time. Yeah. yeah. There's all kinds of saying they say that when you die you turn into a star and you bright you're shining up there. It could be. You know, it, it's a potential. You never know. And the great thing about the, that, that analogy that he, he said is because it, it does match up because when, every time you look at a star, you see the light, but by the time the light actually hits your eyes because of the, how far it has to travel, you're actually looking at the past. You're actually seeing it, seeing it as it was when, when the light first emitted from it, however many millions of light years it is away. So the further away it is, the the longer ago you're actually looking into the past but you got to always remember the star is not always up there the star will shortly burn out and fall yeah then you have the newest star come up so it's yeah. not always in the past you got the new stars coming up there are the new stars has dropped yeah the, the new, new stars do replace the old stars for sure but by the time that light hits your eye is what i'm saying so you're actually the, the light the, the star itself may still be there or may not. It may have already been long gone, but by the time you see the light that it emitted, it's or it's took it's took that long for the light because the, the the speed of light is it, it takes a very long time to get across a billion light years because it takes every every light year is another year that it has to take to get to your eye. So it's it's a very long distance to go a billion. <laughs> it's a billion years a before it hits your eye. <laughs> yeah. So that sun may be there from a billion years ago that you're seeing the light from it. And it may, or star, and it, it may not be. Could yeah, have already been replaced. The yeah. star that I, I know of is like, it's in Wormwood is, I know that's in Revelation. I'm pretty sure. Cause it's sent down and like pollutes the water, like a third of the water. The so, falling star. Yeah. It's called Wormwood. Hmm. I'll have to look into that too. Yeah. Well, that's the interesting thing is that, and right now, right now is to be a good time for people to really get into the book of revelation. Don't view it as a scary book. 
view it as what it is. It is here is. Let's say start with John. Then, then well, yeah. but I mean, <laughs> you look at the life of Jesus. But I mean, right now, if you understand that Jesus is your salvation and you need to know what's coming up, the Gospels definitely discuss what's coming up. But Revelation really opens that door and allows you in to see things. And the good thing is, is if you've got yourself a good study Bible, it's going to shift you back into the Old Testament and even in some areas of the New Testament, but for the most part, to the Old Testament to bring out things that were said then that tie right into this. And uh, so that's a definite big thing. A lot of people will go through and say, is hell real? Well, if you believe in Jesus, then yes, hell is real. And go ahead. You got um, a quick thought? I also want to say, listen to this man, because he, he, he has not a, lot of, not a lot of knowledge, and he knows what he's talking about. Read the Bible. Study the Bible. Get closer to God. Learn about God. And if you don't know how to read and write, get somebody to read it for you and teach you about God. And you'll learn a lot about what God is all about. That's the beautiful thing. There's different Bible apps out there to where you can have it read to you. Mm-hmm. And and in the end, the, the, the simplest thing, it was like, well, but I don't understand it. Great thing is, is all you got to say is, Lord, Give me understanding. And then God's going to look at the Holy Spirit and say, all right. Even the dumbest person. Pieces of the puzzle. Even the dumbest person would understand what God is preaching and saying if they read the Bible. It's a shame that there's a lot of people still to this day don't know how to read, but you could always find somebody to read for you or tell you what's going on about God. Yeah. I mean, and you can encourage them to watch this show because we're going to, I mean, and well, and, and the other faith-based shows that we have, because that's always going to try to dive in in depth into as many subjects as we can. You know, if you're at revolverbroadcasting.com, you can actually look at past episodes of this show and see the different subjects that we've already touched on with this show. And then, you know, when my, my father gets his show up and running, I'm sure that he's going to touch on a lot of biblical principles and things like that. And if you go over to Danny's We're going to do show. a whole lot of eating with mine. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> fill, in, fill, fill in the body as well as the soul, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But if you go over to, to Danny Tippett's show, it makes sense. You're going to learn a lot about the, the Bible and then how it relates to, to modern life too. So, you know, that'll that'll help you get started. And and like my dad said, you know, it's, it's very simple to just download the, the Bible app and and you got. You can find just find a, a teenager that knows a little bit about technology. I guarantee you, if there's a teenager around you, they know exactly what to do, how to download an app, and show you how to hit play so that you can have that Bible app read to you. Uh, and and sometimes you can get a, a audio version of the Bible that's read by some some pretty cool people like Morgan Freeman and stuff. So, you know, it's it's kind of cool to have the audio book version of the, the Bible. Uh, I I like to listen to the, the English standard version myself, but I know that King James is more widely accepted amongst most Americans, but the old, the old English kind of 
can can be I can understand why people might say, oh, that's a little hard. So, you know, you could check out, you know, English Standard Version just to kind of as a starting point. Right. But then, yes, definitely. I would still encourage you to then once you've heard it from the English Standard Version, dive back into the King James Version because you'll have a better understanding. Now you'll know what's being said once you hear it second time around because you'll have context to dive into that content. And once again, kind of a play on, on my show, when you get to the point that you're hungry enough, you'll start figuring out what to cook in scripture. And that's the beautiful thing. There's so much in there. And that's why we kind of, kind of, I know it journey. Don't let the Holy spirit overtake you too much right now. (laughs) Apparently it's very itchy. Yes. (laughs) She's practicing her Pentecostal. Okay. (laughs) But, uh, for the little children, there's little children in our church. They get it. They realize that life's hard and I've done things that are wrong. And Jesus is just saying, I can help you out with that. In fact, Here's the receipt. It's already been paid. I'm just waiting for you to say that you accept it. And once you've done that, man, alive, the opportunity opens. That's the great thing. I mean, it just opens up. And when you get to a stage kind of coming back to to the Holy Spirit thing, really going through, and kind of looking at those verses and saying, you know, right there, that verse, it not only speaks to me, but it just, I, I just want to, I want to say that verse back to God because I want to be able to claim victory that this person received in this verse. Psalm, the 23rd Psalm says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thy rod and thy staff are with me. Christ didn't come that you wouldn't have to go through those valleys, but that while you were in those valleys, the back half of that verse says, Thy rod and thy staff, they what? They comfort me. They are part of my protection. When you look at the shepherd, he has the shepherd hook, He's got his staff. He's got his rod. He's got items of protection. When those sheep start to kind of get out of the way, he can he can hook one of them or kind of put it in their way and get them back in line. He can speak with them. And then if he's got to add a rod of correction, he's got that there too. But at the same time, when the wolf comes knocking on the door saying, I'm here for some lamb chops, well, he can just take that thing and, take care of business and say the least the one that wrote the 23rd Psalm done his fair share of hanging out with the sheep also and burnt through a bear and burnt through a lion. I kind of think that's pretty cool. You know, we kind of look, life is hard. Have you stared down a lion lately? (laughs) No. All you're dealing with is traffic. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. I just lion. killed the lion today. <laughs> hey, I just thought of the first curse word back in Adam and Eve days. What was that? When he took a dump, he said, holy crap. <laughs> I don't know what he said, but I'm most certain that would have been an interesting deal. <laughs> 
It could have been. I guess he it. named it. <laughs> he, 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 named <laughs> he did it. have to name it. He named it. It'd be holy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kind of sitting back. It's like, where's the Charmin? <laughs> <laughs> they had a bidet. They definitely had a bidet. <laughs> where, are we, where are we at on time, Laura? Okay. Yeah, cool. So. All right. I'll tell you what. This is running pretty good. I think we can. Yeah. I think we're pretty close. Please, if you have questions about scripture, by all means, you don't just have to have to put it on this show or on the special web page, which is Josh revolverbroadcasting.com. <laughs> share those comments, share those questions. And it may be that Josh can, with each person, he can kind of look at the question and go, you know what? Danny Tippett would be really good to answer this one. Unless you specifically want me to answer it, then just jot down there, make your dad answer this one. But, uh, <laughs> Ask him more I'm, about stars. He didn't seem to know enough about that. He yeah, he didn't seem to know enough about stars. So that, that lets me know. He'll, he'll let me know when that one comes across, and I'll be able to hit the book, and we'll dive into it. He's going to pre-write the Got to get the comment in advance. Yeah, for your upcoming episode, I want your dad to answer the question question on stars again <laughs> in more detail but yeah please do because that's how you get answers don't hold it share it when we when we open that door to that type of communication it allows us to go through and learn and when when we start to learn we gain understanding we gain wisdom and we gain a level of strength that we did not have before. So, Louis, you're stronger after this episode than you were before this episode started with just what we've talked about now. And and that's what we want. That 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 was the premise behind this show when Josh and y'all we, we all got together. You guys these three probably first and foremost started communicating, wanting to do a podcast, but it was to offer the opportunity to kind of sit at a round table, so to speak. Now it's just in the smoking room. Uh, <laughs> we, we went from a rectangle table to no table at all. A half circle. No, it's the, the cigar lounge, I reckon. The yeah. cigar lounge uh, with no cigars. No. Yeah. The smokeless room. The smokeless, <laughs> smokeless room. <laughs> the smoke. The smokeless cigar room. Well, you blow some smoke sometimes. <laughs> That's yes. only when Alan's here. <laughs> I'm kind of. I don't know. I think we all do it a I'm little kind bit. Of steaming myself. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, and when you ask those questions, and please do, if it's something that I can't answer, if you don't necessarily care who answers it, Josh can take a look at it and. Maybe he could pick it if it falls to be kind of a, a worldview. Danny Tippett takes a good good stance on that. I don't the, have a bad the stance on child. that. Golden child. Exactly. <laughs> the golden yeah. child. The golden yes. child. <laughs> Alan, that's not you. <laughs> yeah. Don, he's I referring to the golden voice. Everybody's in a different journey, too. Everyone's in a different... Yeah place in their spiritual yeah. work so there are not really any dumb questions like no just, no because because in the know. end 
we don't mind discussing whether or not Adam and Eve farted or not. <laughs> Feel yeah, pretty confident question. if you're farting, they farted. And How did they piss? How did they piss? Yeah. Well, we've well, discussed anatomy on one of your episodes, I think. Or no, <laughs> that was on one of Alan's. Yeah, that was, um, that was on one of Alan's, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Louis. Mm -hmm. Dr. Yeah, Dr. Lewis. Dr. Dr. Rodriguez, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Rodriguez. So we just found out the first curse word. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 I asked some of my friends. I said, uh, I said, do you think that the Jesus ever farted? You know, being being a man and everything. You know, he had all the man things. Uh, you think he ever farted? And I said, well, I, well, I guess he, I guess he would have. You know, he would have had to have. And and I said, you know, well, thinking about that, do you think that he ever, you know, sat in a, in a closed room with all the disciples and just like, hey. You guys smell popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, Lord, Savior, my word. Woo. Uh, <laughs> and he's just giggling in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he who smelt it dealt it. Speaking of hot air. There you go. A lot of it came out of Joy Reid this week. Well, it comes out, a lot of hot air comes out of Joy Reid all the time. She's on MSNBC, so that explains it there. But uh, our first article of the night comes from the Daily Fetched. They're rather new. I don't know why they named their, their news organization that, but they did. So, Fit or Fetted? Fetch. Fetch. Oh, yeah, like, oh. like a dog. Either news one. Either one. Either one. <laughs> I was way wrong. <laughs> Woo! Anyhow, yeah. Got, got. Just kind of comes across as it's going to raise a stink regardless. <laughs> yeah. So it says, uh, Joy Reid, securing the border is racist, apparently. I huh. didn't know that securing the border was racist, but MSNBC's Joy Reid said that having a secure southern border in the United States would be like racist segregation in the 1960s. Quote, she said, well, people like Congressman Chip Roy saying that Texas should resist the Supreme Court's ruling that now allows the Biden Border Patrol to remove razor wire barriers is a bit like old Southerners saying they will resist integrating black people into society 60-something years ago, Reed said. Uh, Reed thinks that not liking that not liking thousands of undocumented people flooding into the U S makes you a racist. You know, um, I hate when they bring up stuff like that. You always using blacks to putting out a point, mm -hmm. you know, it's, I think they're racist bringing stuff exactly. like that up. Exactly. Absolutely. You are correct on that. Yeah. Well, and joy reads been pretty vocal about how much she dislikes white people especially white men in particular. So you know that she has no favoritism for me. One of them. Must well, have it's a good thing. I'm heart. not a white man. Yeah. Some white <laughs> man must've broke her heart. Probably. Yeah. He was a good man. This <laughs> 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 is uh, neither confirmed nor denied. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she also said this massive resistance. It sounds like the old Southerners who, who said they will resist integration by any means necessary. Uh, that Chip Roy language retold her guest from former Hillary Clinton advisor, Paula Ramos. Uh, Ramos suggested the Republican party is quote, essentially telling local authorities to break the law and quote, by trying to stop the flow of immigrants crossing the border earlier in the segment, Reed claimed quote, there is no better example of what MAGA world wants or MAGA, however you want to say it wants for the rest of America than Texas. She further described 
draconian measures meant to secure the border, which includes letting migrants, including a mother or and her two children, drown, mm. setting up buoys with, with buzz saws, barring federal agents from assisting with border con- control, and passing legislation that makes it a state crime to cross the border. Reid also said that Republicans now see calling for zero tolerance on the border as the only way to animate their base. Well, I want to listen to the commentary from around the room on this because I have things to say, but I'm going to hold, hold off for just a second. Sterling. Mm. I'm trying to see, I'm trying to see it. If it's impossible, trying to see from her side, how she would think that that would be racist. So it's like, is, is she saying because it's specifically that side of the United States would be like what Hispanic or, I mean, it's not just Hispanics that are coming through though. No. So no, how not, do you specifically would say that it's racist? Cause we have people move here all the time. We have Middle Eastern people love them. They're great. We have Chinese people even come here. They're great. Japanese people. I had a Japanese stepmom. She was great. We have all, how is it racist? Of the countries here. You can still come here. Just, do it the right way. So what's yeah. what's the racist part is that you have to do it the right way. So being and doing the right thing is racist. So is we should do is yeah. just let a rapist come in, a murderer come in and murder Drug people dealers, and right? rape girls and stuff like that. That's what we should do. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, we got to watch who comes in. We don't know if a terrorist is coming into our country or not, you know. Blow us up. We've been going through that for a long while now with mm-hmm. terrorists and people sneaking in and rapists, robbers. You know, we don't need none of that. You yeah. know, we need good people over Traffickers. here. We need to bring in the good, keep the bad yeah. out. Yeah. And there might be more Democrats. We don't want to get any more of those in there either. <laughs> we could get rid well, of the Democrats. <laughs> some, some, some of these illegals actually want the American dream. And, yes. and, I applaud that. Mm-hmm. Those I don't mind. I would but, rather them come through a port of entry. Yeah, just do and it. That just is, do it legally. That's all we're saying. Yeah, that is all they're saying. There is a port of entry. Mm-hmm. Go to it. Can any of you go to Afghanistan right now? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> or China? Can you go to China? China? Can you go China. to China? No, no. You need a passport. You not only need a passport, but a good you have reason. to be you have to be vetted. Yeah, and yeah. uh, I think it's almost invite. No, North Korea is invite only. Yes, North I Korea think. is invite only. Yeah, and try to so, go to Russia. So let's 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 just see how that works. Let's take a thousand of these immigrants that are asylum seekers and put them on the. Northern northern border of South Korea and let them go see Kim Jong Un, and and see how that plays out. You know, see if he plays well with them. It's like they let them try to go into Russia. Yeah, it's like they choose one thing, which is this is it's what they do for everything. They choose one thing. Oh, we won't let them come across the right way. So that's racist. But they do that for everything. It's like if you say. I caused a crime. I I robbed somebody. Okay, well. Because I robbed somebody, then they could say that I'm racist because I robbed whoever, whatever race, ethnicity. And I mean, they attach one negative thing. So, hey, listen, we want you to stay at the border until you come through property or whatever properly. There's nothing wrong with that statement, though, is that's safety for 
maybe it's the our people part that they're thinking like that's the the rhetoric or i don't know that's the right word well i i think we've gotten as a society today they need to keep pushing the r word oh they need to keep that pushed so everyone that wants to feel victim victimized uh, yeah. will feel victimized and, and that's getting so old yeah. the black community has done pretty good for themselves there's a lot of them that they want the american dream and guess what they're going out and getting it yeah and they're they aren't just looking at one business they're looking at multiple businesses you know they may start out detailing but the guy that's detailing also likes to barbecue so he's pulling a side hustle detailing cars a side hustle of doing different parties picking up ribs brisket pork butt you stop know it, stop it whatever <laughs> you're making exactly. me hungry <laughs> i'm drooling yes and so he's pulling that side hustle well then his wife or his girlfriend or his fiance she's good with books so he's convincing her that you know it's tax time we need to open up a business where you're doing tax taxes so you'll start off doing taxes but you've also under have an understanding of the financial end of it so we're also going to put underneath the umbrella that you're a financial advisor. So now we've got two people that are tied to five different businesses and they're working regular jobs also looking to be their own millionaire. Tommy John, Puffy, and the rest of them, man, everyone found their hustle and got paid. That's what people should be doing. And how does that take place? I know you're just itching to ask that, Sterling. What, what does it take place? What is it? Capitalism. And it's a beautiful thing. It's called a free market. Hmm. I've got something and you want it. And you're going to pay me for it. I don't have to charge an astronomical amount. I'll charge a fair amount. But if y'all get too hungry, I'll bump up the price. When I get too busy, I'll bump up the price because the market is flooded with a few other people that are doing the same thing I'm doing. But you like me, so I'm going to bump up my price to try to get you to relax. If you pay it, that's just because you're loyal. And then I'll start to work something for you. But that's that free market. We've got communities, the Latino community, the Jewish community, the Chinese community. Chinatown in Chicago. What's in Chinatown? A lot of Chinese places. You want Chinese food? Go to Chinatown. If you're in Chicago, you get Chinese food? Go to Chinatown. And there's, they got a few restaurants in outer areas, but they take. Tell what, us where they are. <laughs> 43rd in Maine. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he's got a, he's a human map so he probably he's, does know exactly where some of them are chins all you can eat buffet <laughs> stellar i tried to go for that american dream i had my candy store i was running my candy store i had my games my food you know everything but what killed me was 
the American dream was just a hope because I had police officers coming from the 83rd precinct yeah. coming over asking me to pay protection. Yeah. How do you expect to run a business yeah. if you right. got to pay protection? Essentially the mafia in blue, right? Yeah. And, and, I, and I understand that. that and, and see, that, that's, where, that's where a sector of society just wants to abuse a situation. And it shouldn't have been that way. You were entitled to your American dream. If they're not willing to earn their own money they're the right way, then they're the ones that are trash. And they kill it for others. And that takes place. I wished it didn't. But free will is where that's at. Where she's at with this is just a common agenda that big government wants to keep us constantly fighting and button heads at each other. What's taking place at the southern border, I perfectly don't have a problem with. Because when the government is sitting there saying, you got to stop this, I see Americans saying, no. We're tired. We want safety. If you're not going to give us the safety you promised, we're from the government and we're here to help. You're not helping me. You're not helping the American. You want to help who's coming across, whether good or bad. And we're just saying there's a right way to do it. So if you're going to be tyrannical, then we're going to take a stand. In my opinion, you're seeing down there on that southern border what Americans need to be doing now as a whole. All 50 states need to be saying no more lavish living for the government because you're supposed to be elected by us. You're our employees. We're not your employees, and that's how you've got it working now. All you do is steal from us and steal from us and steal from us. And we're taking it. Why? Because we think we can't do anything. Bug's life was the perfect example of today. Because Hopper stood in front of all his buddies and says, if those ants ever realize that they outnumber us like 10 to 1. I can't remember what he uh, said. Probably way more than that, yeah. It was like way more than that. And he said, our way of life is over. So all we can do is continue to beat them down one or two of them at a time just to keep the rest of them in line. And that's what our governments are doing to us today. They're beating down a small sector, and the mob is a letting it happen. 2020, they let the mob speak, but the mob was speaking their language, not the people's language, right? the government's language. And we've got to stop that. And the only way that stops is when people stop listening to what mainstream media, what the government's saying, and start looking up and checking stuff out. And that realistically starts with having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Having that relationship with him allows you to the, take the scales off your eyes that were put on the same, these same scales that were put on the Jewish leaders and a lot of the Jewish people of the day when Jesus was here on earth. So 
we can't go anywhere without a passport, which means we don't get to walk up to any border and just go across it. Because if we, they haven't checked us in, clang, clang, we're going to jail. They're sovereign. I heard you heard you mention trash earlier, and uh, someone else who's trash is this guy named Jeff DeWitt. You ever heard that name before? Jeff DeWitt. Yeah. It sounds familiar, but I know DeWitt's. <laughs> well, coming from the Daily Mail, there was an audio recording that reveals the moment that senior Republican figure Jeff DeWitt tried to bribe Carrie Lake not to run for Senate. An audio recording obtained by DailyMail.com reveals the extraordinary moment when what appears to be Arizona's top Republican official tried to bribe populist firebrand Carrie Lake not to run in the Senate's race, uh, state Senate race. Uh, Jeff DeWitt, 51, chair of the Arizona Republican Party, can be heard asking Lake, a close ally of Donald Trump, because she is a close ally of Donald Trump, to name her price to stay out of politics for two years. There are very powerful people who want to keep you out, he says, in a conversation recorded at the start of March last year. Laura, we've got that video, if you wouldn't mind uh, playing with about five minutes, and we're going to go ahead and uh, listen to at least the the most of it. So what's going on? What is, uh, I'm assuming this is our friend. Oh, this is, this is, this is backing stuff. There are very powerful people that want to keep you out. Oh, no, they do. But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way. So this conversation never happened. This is crazy, though. They should want me. I'm a great candidate. People love me. These people are corrupt. Well, maybe you're right. They are right. They are corrupt. This is right. Don't don't go. You never know. I don't get myself in trouble. This, if you you say no, that's just fine. It's your choice. Don't tell people. They're going to try to have me murdered. Not that either. Saints world, man. If that stuff that came out last week is right about the cartel stuff, Ian. Right? The cartel, they said the cartel's operating in fifty states right now. Like all fifty. So, so what? What? What's going on? Who is it? What? Forget the who. Let me just tell you the what. I just say there are people calling around, saying, "Gosh, no, they can't repeat this. Never repeat this. If you say no, don't. Because they, I got offered to buy. Don't, 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 yeah, don't use it. Because then we lose our ability to get things done. Other in the future. Here's this, my problem. Rather than just say, let's work with her. She's a great candidate because they don't own me. And it pisses me off. Yeah, it's not, I know it's about ownership. It's about control. I don't know if it's about control. It's about being on the team. I guess that's, you know what I mean? They want to be on the team. They want you to be on their team. But just team, you know? But if they're pushing a globalist agenda, I can't do that. So what do they want? What do they want me to do? They want you to stay out for two years. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what I can offer you. But I said, you can do whatever you want. It's talking head, this and that. So the ask of me was, it's kind of funny. So the, the ask I got today from back east was, is there any companies out there or something that could just put her on the payroll and give her to keep her out? And I said, well, what do you want to do? Whatever we need. This is about defeating Trump. And I think that's a bad, bad thing for our country. DeSantis is not America first. This is about the final death blow to Trump. And I don't think that's good for our country. And you know, I love Trump. I love Trump. It's not good for our country, Jeff. It's not. But at the same time, I'm not even sure Trump's I don't know the deal. I think what it really comes down to for a lot of people, 
it's not only about like a controller agenda, it's just about the ability to raise money to win. You know, if you really want to know all of what looks, all this works on the moment, I think. Mm-hmm. And even on their end, what makes them the most money? Well, no, these, all these consultants don't want their, their payday day. And I don't want to make a deal with these kind of people. This is a hill worth dying on. I am not, if they're going to steal the election to make me and our, our movement go away, I'm not letting them do that. I owe it to the people of Arizona or to carry their torch and their voice or you don't go away or you pause. This is the battles right now, Jeff. And we throw your coffers. No, the battle is right now. The battle is right now. And we don't have time just to pause on this battlefield. You're not. What you can't scratch this guy. So afraid. Yeah. You don't even know for them, and they're sitting around people that have stuff off of them. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's a it's a back scratching club. That's all DC is. It's a mm-hmm. back scratching club. You're no you're no position to scratch anybody's back, and you've already made it known that if you get there, you're not going to scratch anybody's back. I don't scratch people's back. You know, I was I've been on the outs for a lot of people for a long time, but I don't scratch backs. Mm-hmm. You know? Where are we in two years? If they steal the election again. Listen to what you're saying. Why don't we do something about it so that we the people can pick our... What can we do? I'm not willing to accept that. And I'm going to be the biggest pain in these people. Go back and tell them that. I'm running and I'm going to be the biggest pain in their... I'm not willing to tell them that. And they're going to have to kill me to stop me. No, I know. And, and you don't have to tell them. So you, you heard it there. You heard, you heard them discussing you know, his, his offers. He said, what, well, here's what I can offer you. You know, here, here's what I can offer you. Well, where's this offer coming from? Where does this, where, well, and then our friends back East, well, that's going to Washington DC, obviously. So you're talking about the establishment Republicans, not, not your everyday Republican. This is the establishments ones, the ones that are part of the swamp, just like the Democrats. And they don't want her in there for two more years. Well, they, cause they don't believe that Trump can, can, can win. But then they don't want her in there for two more years. So, and she's a big advocate of Trump. So it's like, well, if he can't win, then why do you want her to step back? Sounds like to me, you're afraid of both her winning and Trump winning. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. And, and she says, you know, you'll have, they'll have to kill me. And I think that's a, that's a fair statement to, to say, because I wouldn't put it past any government officials, especially in, in the swamp to not try to attempt that. And it's a good thing that she put out this recording. She's a great, she's a brave woman to back down from them and not accept what they offered. Completely. I got to give it. And, and and that kind of runs with what we were just sitting there saying. We're, we are in a war here in the United States for the values that, that we started on. Mm-hmm. People are at a spot where saying we want what the forefathers were dreaming of. We're so far away from it right now. It, it, Trump could put good words for it. And there's others that can. It is ridiculous where we are. They want us to be controlled. They've already proven the materials out there. You can research it. They have been working on stealing elections for a while now. But now they have to find a new way to make sure they've got an avenue. And the only way they can find that avenue is with that open border. 
they have to have everyone on board because they don't want a MAGA Republic House. They don't want a MAGA Republic Senate. And they certainly don't want the commander-in-chief of the MAGA Republic because that doesn't work for them. Yeah, they don't want America first, that's for sure, no, because they no. need it to be globalist. They just they want power. They want all the money they can get a hold of. They want power, and they want to control the people. Mm-hmm. They don't believe in put in helping out the people. They believe in helping themselves out. Yeah, mm-hmm. completely. And mm-hmm. that that falls to be the problem. See, here, here's the thing that they keep forgetting about. Look at this in the avenue of a business merger. You can set up all the acquisitions and you do all the there's and the thens in the house. You dot your I's, you dot your T's. But once everything is said and done, those that are sitting on top of one business usually find themselves out of business. That's how big business works. That's how these acquisitions take place. Everyone thinks they get to stick around with their cushy paycheck. But once all the all the signatures have been, what do you got? Five minutes, all right. Once we get to <laughs> that point, we get into that somebody's going to be out of a job one way or another. And so oftentimes we look at the little person and those that are sitting up there on ivory heels are thinking their job is secure. But what ends up taking place? They get chopped just like the little people also. Uh So sooner or later, that's what's going to take place because all the earmarks and stuff that they've been doing, it's going to come, it's going to come back around. That's going to have to go. And so something's getting ready to happen and we got to be ready for it as a people. It's like all through the past, every great nation had met God. In other words, God had destroyed all those corrupt nations that, that were powerful and took over and were killing people and torturing them, they're gone. Now we're starting a new era, and pretty soon they're going to meet God, yeah. and they ain't going to like it. No. You know, and that's why, that's why they, they, they can never be fulfilled with all the money and all the power that they already have, and they keep wanting more and more and more because they're trying to fill a God-shaped hole. Mm-hmm. And that because they're not filling it with God, they feel like they need more money and more power. To me, control, I think they're honoring the devil instead yeah. of God. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. They're they're honoring the adversary. Well, that's see, that's his big plan. The devil knows hell wasn't made for you and I. It was made for him mm-hmm. and those that fail. So he's hoping he can get enough of us down there that hell won't feel so bad. To me, I think. He's trying to get enough people so he could go against God. He already had one battle. Now he's trying to draw enough people in there so he could have an army to go against God again. That's the way I see it. Because why is he trying so hard to get yeah. so many people into him? Yeah, You definitely don't want to be a big failure, that's for sure. Exactly. Don't want to be a big failure like that big failure, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, she's a huge failure, huge failure. So we're going into our third <laughs> article of the night coming from the Hill. We're going on a little bit of overtime there, Laura, just because this is our third article. The, from, coming from the Hill, RNC weighing resolution to declare Trump presumptive nominee. So they're they're trying to say hey nikki you, you lost 
If you're not first, you're last, and we need Trump to be the nominee. So it says, a draft resolution before the Republican National Committee, RNC, would would, if approved, label former President Trump as the party's presumptive nominee for 2024. The dispatch first reported that David Bosey, an RNC committee member from Maryland, submitted a resolution that aims to declare Trump as our presumptive 2024 nominee for the office of president of the United States and kick the RNC into full general election mode because they need to get in as soon as possible to start going against uh, Joe Biden, right? Yeah. Welcoming supporters of all candidates as valued members of the team, Trump 2024. Trump has secured only 32 delegates at this point in the presidential uh, nominating cycle out of 1,215. Now he's, he's, he's obviously going to keep securing more and more. He's, he's already going to, Nikki Haley's not even in the Nevada race. So he's going to, he's going to just own Nevada. He's going to get all those delegates, uh, go straight to him. And then, well, and he's definitely going to win South Carolina too. her uh, Nikki Haley's home state. That's going to really embarrass her. But, he and his allies are, are, are touting his back-to-back wins in the Iowa caucuses and New Hampshire primary this month and pointing out his front-runner status in polling in, in the states ahead. Now, Nikki Haley tried to say, oh, there's plenty of states to go. There's plenty of, sta- plenty of states for you to lose in and keep wasting the RNC's money. Yeah. Not that I'm all in on <laughs> figuring out what the RNC needs to do because I think Trump could just go out there and do it on his own. He doesn't really need them, but because they're there. and We've because- seen how they've worked up to this point. We've lost races we should have won and because they didn't support yeah trump and the people that he's called up to to i mean he's a kingmaker if they just support the the, the right people i mean the the, the guy's calling calling he's batting a thousand and so he, he makes he makes a lot of good calls and and they just need to listen to that he's got great intuition and so right they 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 need him they really need Trump because he is a great person. He knows how to get things done. He knows how to bring prices down when he needs a highway done, a, high, a bridge. He knows how to bring the prices down, and that's what we need. We need somebody like that that don't be paying millions of dollars to these people to build a bridge or a highway because all they're doing is just robbing us. Yeah. And we need him. He knows how to... I think he knows how to run a country better than these Democrats do. Yeah. Well, and, and furthermore, like as far as like Nikki Haley goes and, and still another uh, supposed to supposedly a fellow Republican candidate. Right. Mm-hmm. She is a war hawk. She wants to go with your, your episode explored the, the possibilities of, Hey, why are we in all these wars? We're, we're, we should be focusing on our country. We've got enough problems here. You know, wars shouldn't be happening anyway, but it's, it, it's bad. For everybody. <laughs> yeah. In our time and, and era, we should be able to help other people, other countries how to survive, how to feed other countries, you know, instead of torturing these other yeah. people, uh, killing them because they're poor, help them, help them, help them. Yeah, but, but teach them, right? Yeah. yeah. Te- teach teach them. them. Teach them. Don't just keep getting them money because that's how you end up with fools uh, like the the was it prime minister or president or whatever he is of, uh, of Ukraine, Zelensky, he's running around, you know, with, with, I don't know, a brand new yacht. I think he's got the guys getting a lot of money. Yeah. Where's that money coming from? Well, it's not, it's not going to the war to fight Russia. He's, he's spending it and, and him and, and all his little, his friends and everything, they're throwing parties that are, that are, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars parties every single day. 
Where, where's all that money? That's, that's coming from us, man. They're, they're, we're, we're keep throwing money at all those, all these countries that we're supposed to be helping. You teach them how to do something and you let them do it. Let them figure out, let them build their own stuff. Yeah. You know, if they want our help, well, we can go help you. We're, we're nice guys. We're America. But after that, man, we're out of there. We're not, we're not there. We're not fighting your war. We're not, we need to take care of us. And uh, that's what I love about America first. Yeah. That's why I, that's what I liked the, uh, about the idea of a young man named Vivek Ramaswamy. He's, he's, he's all in on it. He's all in on America first. And people like Carrie Lake, who we discussed before, she's also America first. Let's get, let's get our house in order first. Then we can go out into the world and, and may, maybe help some others. That's why, <laughs> we need to get this first. <laughs> that's why Jesus said you need to remove the log that's in your eye before you can remove the moat that's in your brother's eye. Mm-hmm. And we are just working into a hole. Right now, our government is digging a hole and they're throwing the dirt over their own shoulder. Yeah. You don't get anywhere digging a hole if you're filling it up at the same time. And that's that's where they're at. That's where we're at as a society. The government system, the way it is now, isn't working. And the only way it changes is when the people say no more. Yeah, they need to be reminded that they're representatives of us. They're not representatives of Ukraine. They're not representatives of Israel. They're not representatives of whatever country, fill in the blank, whoever, whoever yeah. you like. Uh, that's if, but they represent my, my congressman, my Senator represents me. He doesn't represent Mexico. He doesn't represent Canada. He represents me, you, 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 you. Okay. <laughs> so remind them of that. If you, if you, if you see him go, have a friendly conversation peacefully and patriotically. Let them know you can quote me right here. I'm going to clip this up peacefully and patriotically. Let them know you represent me and you don't represent foreign countries. Yes. Facts. <laughs> Thank and you, sir. He represents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, dad, I think we could hit a closing prayer. Yes. Uh, so we can, we can get the heck on out of Dodge and let the people enjoy the rest of their day. Yes, absolutely. Gracious Heavenly Father, we just give you praise, glory, and honor for our salvation, Lord. What was dawned upon upon that cross, Lord, so long ago, we just cannot thank you enough, Lord. We just ask now as we draw to a close this episode, Lord, just let everything that was discussed and talked about tonight, Lord, or in this episode, just let it sink in and If there's questions raised about the Bible, Lord, let them not be afraid to put it into the comments, Lord. And, and one of those that bring the message will, will do their best to answer those questions, Lord. And the beautiful thing is, Lord, we just ask that, uh, continue to pull the scales away from your children, Lord, that they will see the truth of the lies that are going on around us. We just give it to you, Lord, and know that you are in control, and we know that your will will be done in all matters. We just give it to you in Jesus' blessed and holy name. Amen. Amen. That was the man that brought the message tonight. Oh, man. My father, Gary Moore. (laughs) 
Wait a minute. Wait, oh, I got something oh, to say. Oh. Very important. Oh. Forgot I got the match. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> hey, it's always a joy to be here, Josh. Yes, Journey, it's good to hang out with you too. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we gotta make sure that you're also watching us on video because all that whining and uh, noise, yeah, <laughs> pouting that She's you're a hearing. Little it, girl, it sounds like a teapot. That's not a teapot. It's, it's just it's green because you guys don't comment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it says subscribe, subscribe. <laughs> caring is sharing. That's what she's saying. Yeah, sharing she is caring. Kick it with me. <laughs> oh, woo! It was a it was a twofer. Yeah, indeed. We shared it twice. Yeah, there you I go. Thought I saw her go by. <laughs> that's that's what you should do. You should share it twice, <laughs> and then the some. Fairy. <laughs> the sharing fairy. Cool. <laughs> Alan. <laughs> he did wear a tutu in that one episode of the show. I know. That's what uh, I'm talking. <laughs> and that'll be one that you'll need to go back and try to find. It's yeah, like, it's where a, is that? It's on. You'll have to watch them all. We won't give you where it's at. Revolverbroadcasting.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's where you can go to find it. We're not going to tell you what episode. We're not getting out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Next to my father. He's a perfect producer, perfect producer. All I join in on it with us today, Sterling Metcalf Allen. Thank you for joining us, sir. No problem. Thanks for having me, Josh. Always a good time. Always? Always a good time. Okay. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> it's okay. I heard the sarcasm in that statement. Always, uh, it's always a great time. He laid it on rather thick. <laughs> and across from him, our good friend, Louis Rodriguez, host of Rodriguez Rants. It's good. Besides being here, pulling out hair out of my pants, it's been a great day. <laughs> He's got 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 got, got hairy legs. That, that, that turn, that turn, that turn. Blonde in the sun. The kids like you know. They him. seem to be growing fast. <laughs> the hair seems to be growing fast. Yes. And on I've your been pants, not on your head. <laughs> yeah, it was. Like... It just goes somewhere else. <laughs> it just yeah moves to a new location. Hey, <laughs> I've been your host, Joshua Cummins, reminding you to stay in trouble, and we will see you next week. Angel.